literally the most beautiful melody in all of sports. And we've gone 730 days, that's two whole years, without having or getting to hear it. Joey Wyatt alongside me, Lance Edwards, to talk a little March Madness. I cannot wait for four, three or four weeks from now to hear and see one shining moment. The highlight of my annual sports indulgence. Nah, man, I can't wait. What's up, H-Town? This is Joey here. It's great to see you guys as always. I hope the start of your spring break has been great. Hope you caught some of that sunshine before this rain poured in. We are excited to bring to you a little bit of bracketology today, a little bit of March Madness, talk a little bit about some Astros baseball, but mainly today we're going to be featuring March Madness for you. How many brackets have you filled out so far, Lance? So I've done my preliminary rough draft bracket. Obviously, the play-in games are the first four, the first round that's going on. Uh, Wednesday night is going to play a little bit of a factor. Yeah. Um, I think, honestly, Michigan State will beat UCLA in that 11 seed game that's going to end up matching up with BYU. And I think Michigan State will beat BYU. I don't think UCLA would beat BYU, to be honest with you. Yes, I feel the same, and that's what I've got as well. So... You know, it's 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 a back and forth. Uh, I try to stick, honestly, I try to stick every year with the sheet of integrity. I think I mentioned that last podcast. Mike Golick does that talk when he used it's to be so on with hard, Greeny. Though. But you got to just stick with one sheet. Um, but it is fun. It's fun, To man. fill out the upset bracket, right? It is the upset bracket. And, you know, you always have that, that one or two games on your bracket where you think to yourself... What if I just do another one and change this game? Uh, one game can really bust your entire bracket, and especially over the last two or three years, there have just been so many crazy upsets very early in the tournament. It's, it's made it extremely hard this season for me. I feel that all of the 3 through 11 seeds, whenever they get matched up, let's say, in the second round, or if you have a first round 7-10, 8-9 game, uh, they are all extremely on the same level. It's going to be so hard to decide which three seed is just going to absolutely beat an 11 seed or a six seed. They're so evenly matched, in my opinion. Um, I think outside of that, you know, if your Elite Eight pretty much sticks to the chalk. Yeah. If you have one versus two in three of your regions, you're probably going to win your bracket. Yeah, man. The pool that you're in. Yeah, and it's tough. Uh, I feel like U of H has a very solid road to the Elite Eight. If they just win the games that they should win, they should beat Cleveland State. They should beat Rutgers. And I do believe in the Sweet 16. Let's see here who I've got U of H playing in the Sweet 16. West Virginia. I do have them playing West Virginia in the Sweet 16. And yeah, then they're both similar style basketball teams. They are, but I feel like West Virginia is probably the worst number three seed on the bracket. Uh, they're ranked number 27th in the country, so I do think they, they're ranked very high in the tournament. I think the Midwest overall, uh, Houston probably has the most exceptional draw when it comes to the Midwest. I mean, we've got the worst number three seed, West Virginia ranked number 27. We've got the worst number four seed, even though Kate Cunningham, your boy's there. Oklahoma State's ranked number Future 30. Houston Rocket. Yeah, yeah. Oklahoma State's ranked number 30, and then we've got the worst number five and number seven seeds in Tennessee and Clemson, who are ranked 21st and 43rd in the country. And then you have Syracuse and Oregon, who 
Oregon State, who probably didn't even deserve to make the tournament. So if U of H just comes out and wins the games that they should win, I feel like they've got a, a nice solid road to the Elite Eight, possibly the Final Four. I think the interesting factor about the region U of H is assigned to, is, is it the Midwest? Midwest, yeah. Is the style of basketball that all those teams play is extremely similar? It is. Uh, Except... I would say maybe if you threw Florida State or Texas in that region as well, it would be like every team is built exactly the same. Yeah, they're all built on defense, not a lot of size. They all play very hard, though. Clutch shooters. Clutch shooters. They've got shooters in the corners. I just feel like even though the Midwest is so weak, it might be one of the the funnest regions to watch this year because, like you said, funnest, the most fun. (laughs) Funnest. This is the funnest. This is the funnest time of the year. This is the funnest time of the year. I'm sitting on the patio with Lance. It's about to rain. It's spring break. It's going to rain on my uh, spring break all week. Yeah, you and the kids are about to have the funnest time at the beach. We are going to have the funnest time at the beach, man. I got four kids. That's what they would have said. They would have said the funnest. Well, I think that West Virginia, like you said, gets that bump up to that third seed because of the Big 12. Obviously, the Big 10, the Big 12. We're the two best conferences this season as far as overall body of work, um, which does not explain to me some BS out there like Clemson being a seven seed in this tournament. Um, I can't name one huge victory Clemson had. And you got, of course, Syracuse out of the ACC as well, getting into the tournament with only one quad one yeah, win. It's ridiculous. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of. When you say the Blue Bloods, there's a lot of name recognition that goes out there when you think of Tom Izzo and then the whole Michigan State-UCLA matchup and then Syracuse squeaking in. Even though Louisville didn't get in, um, I feel like COVID really hurt them because they they didn't get to play as many games. I honestly don't think that Drake deserves to be in the tournament. I mean, their best player goes down the week that they have to play Illinois, Chicago, and then they they put up a huge fight. Yeah, they probably would have beat them if he's on the court, but guess what? They didn't beat him. You got to win with who's out there, you know? Yeah, I feel like Louisville was probably the biggest snub in the tournament, in my opinion. They did only get to play 20 out of 32 games, but I just feel like the product they put on the court was much better overall than Drake. I think I think Louisville was snubbed. Now, as far as Syracuse getting in, squeaking in, I feel like they got in strictly because of the name on their jersey and uh, just to put butts in the seats because it's Syracuse. People hear Syracuse, they hear March Madness, and they turn the game on. In that respect, this is the first time in I think like 58 years Duke and Kentucky combined have not made the tournament, so that might be a big blow to the ratings there. Well, and here's what they've tried to counter – with that on this bracket is market games in the opening rounds. When yeah. I say market games, I'm gonna take four I'm gonna take four teams, a seven, eight, nine, and ten seed. They're in separate regions. But I'm gonna tell you how it's all scattered. I think perhaps the ten seed Rutgers is okay. They're gonna play a seven seed Clemson, who is so overrated. Um and I'm gonna take my University of Missouri Tigers. They are a nine seed which I thought they deserved to be a seven seed. They faltered down the stretch, and they were rewarded with a nine seed. They got a tough game in Oklahoma, man. And they play Oklahoma, who's an eight seed. They fumbled down the stretch and lost like four of their last five games. 
but they still put up huge fights against every single team in the Big 12. They got swept by Oklahoma State, which didn't help their cause. But the reason why those games are built like they are is they want Mizzou to play Oklahoma because that night, that afternoon, 6 o'clock on Friday, they're going to have everybody in Oklahoma City, Kansas City, and St. Louis markets. Those are top 35 TV markets watching that game. Not only those three markets, but we know half of the University of Oklahoma comes from the city of Dallas. So half the people in Dallas, where all the OU alumni live and work, are going to be watching that game as well. That's four major TV markets that are going to be glued to the television to watch a crappy 8-9 matchup, old Big 12, Big 8 rivals between University of Missouri and Oklahoma. I think it's going to be a great game, man. I'm excited. It might be a great game. And every, I said all of these three through 11 seed games might be great, but it's just not justifiable that LSU who almost beat Alabama third times a charm, but did get swept in the sec championship three times this year by Alabama smoked twice came down to the buzzer in the title game. They're an eight seed. How is the sec runner up in the tournament? Right there in the top four all season long, an eight seed in the NCAA tournament in Clemson, who didn't earn a damn thing out of the ACC with a crappy Duke team, with an overrated Virginia team all season long, yeah. and and Louisville doesn't even make the tournament. I mean, Syracuse was down. Notre Dame wasn't the same. Clemson is a seven seed, and I, and that's why I don't see the argument or the 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 legitimacy of the matchup. I guess they're looking for those New Jerseyans to watch Rutgers, University of New Jersey, Rutgers New University, Jerseyans. to play against Clemson. I don't know where those TV ratings are coming from, but I'm guessing, and I haven't done the research at that time slot, that there's some other game that's like probably like you know, USC versus whoever they're playing in the first round, which is a top number one market, you know, L.A., watching so they don't have to watch the freaking Clemson Rutgers game, which is going to be a bloodbath. I hope Rutgers wins. I've got Rutgers forty-eight winning. points. I've got Rutgers. I hope winning they that destroy game. Clemson. I, I hope also, Clemson cries all the way back on their bus ride from Indianapolis to Columbia, South Carolina. Next year, there'll be NIT proverbials for the decades to come. Yeah, they're going to be calling Dabo saying, hey, man, please come coach us. I do have Rutgers beating Clemson, and I don't think that's going to be a close game. I also, sorry LSU fans, have St. Bonaventure beating LSU on Friday. The Bonnies are like yeah. super long and athletic. They are. The the inside presence, I can't think of the guys, o- Oshinawu or something like that, the yeah. center. Man, he gets after it on the block shots. Um, They're going to be a matchup nightmare for LSU. Uh, come on, man. Thomas is a beast. For yeah. LSU. LSU's got some. I'm just LSU's a hater. Got, LSU's got some dogs, and I think that they'll out-scheme. And really, they'll just out-dog the Bonnies. But, dude, that's a good pick. I mean, it's yeah. look, if you're going to pick an upset in the first round, I'm going to teach you how to win your bracket pool right here. Teach me. Who would LSU match up with in the second round? Who's the number one seed in LSU's region? Uh, Michigan. All right. So whoever you pick between LSU and St. Bonaventure, I'm just going to tell you this right now. You better expect them to beat Michigan because <laughs> Michigan's not going to the Sweet 16. Yeah, man, I do have Isaiah Michigan. Livers is out, and I know they're a tough team. They but are. But Michigan is not going to the Sweet 16. And if Jawan Howard pulls this off, kudos to him, man. They're literally going to have to shoot like 45% from three. Fab four, alum, this tournament. Fab four alum there. Uh, I hope you're right. 
I can't stand Michigan. I, like I said, my heart is still broken from that buzzer beater a few years ago. And to me, that is my busted region. The Michigan number one seeded region, the University of Texas is in that region. Alabama is in that region. And I think to me, in my final four, yes, I cannot stand the burnt orange. But I said this earlier, I love watching Shaka Smart's teams play. I've got Texas in the final four because I think LSU is going to beat Michigan. And I think Texas is going to beat Bama. I think the winner of Texas-Bama, all right, the winner of Texas-Bama is going to the Final Four because they will beat, if Michigan does make it to the Sweet 16 or Elite Eight, Bama or Texas will end up beating Michigan or Florida State, I think, is also in that region. Yeah, with all the bracket busters the last few years, I filled mine out a little crazy this year. Uh, I've got, actually, Creighton beating Gonzaga in the round in the Sweet 16. I've got... Creighton, Michigan, Baylor, and Houston in the final four. It sounds crazy, Creighton? but I'm rolling with it, man. Creighton? Creighton. Creighton. I don't even. Creighton, I... who just got whooped by last place Georgetown? Yes, Creighton that just got whooped by last place Georgetown. Look, here's the deal, guys. When you're filling your bracket. Don't listen to me. There's three major points here. And if you fill out two brackets, you can do the upset of a century this creating is, in the final four bracket like Joey Wyatt over here. Yeah. Or there's nothing wrong with it if you're going to do two brackets. If you're only filling out one bracket, a family pool for a Dr. Pepper, or maybe it's a work pool for who's buying lunch for everybody at Papacitos. I don't know. Commercial for Papacitos right there, right? All right. You need to get 14 out of the 16 teams right. If you get 13 or 12, it's okay too. But you got to get your sweet 16 right because that's going to give you the ultimate chance to build up into your final four. And then you need to get the title game. You got to have at least one team in the title game. These opening round games, if you pick an upset, okay, you've got to make sure that the team that you pick to upset someone in the first round, for instance, for me, I hate the University of Kansas. Birds don't wear shoes. Mark it, wrap it up, put it in the envelope, put a stamp on it, send it to Lawrence, burn the city down twice, go Mizzou. But yeah. I have Eastern Washington beating Kansas, but only because I know that Kansas is not going to win their second round game. Okay? I don't have faith in Kansas winning their second round game. So I can afford to have Kansas losing in the first round. Where you're going to lose your points and lose your bracket is when... A team that you pick to get upset in the first round goes three or four rounds. That's a ton of points you just accumulated and lost. So here's my only two non-chalk picks. That's all the one through four seeds that I'm putting in the Sweet 16. You ready for this? I'm ready. Winthrop in Ohio. <laughs> I've got Winthrop beating Villanova and Purdue. Yeah. All right. And I've got the University of Ohio beating Virginia and your Creighton Final Four Blue Jays. Those are the only two teams. Now. Huh? Uh, okay. You know, and I filled this bracket out. I mean, believe me or not. I mean, Ohio just ran through the match tournament. And they have an NBA prototype point guard. They do. Uh, they've got a, a great floor general over there. You know, I filled this bracket out five minutes after the, the selection show was over on a whim. I said, man, 
I'm going to I'm going to do this one crazy. This is not my money bracket, but for the one I have filled out, that's what I've got. That's what I'm rolling with. This is going to be my upset bracket, guys. And I do think, like I said, our University of Houston Cougars have final four potential if they just win the games that they should win. So the guy we're talking about is Jason Preston. Uh, every decade or so, the NCAA tournament has some player you've never heard of breakthrough, a la Steph Curry and the Davidson Wildcats, right? Chef ja- Steph. Jason Preston is that guy this year. And, you know, Virginia struggles offensively. Yeah, they play the pack line defense, and they've played in the national championship in the last few years. They're just not the same pedigree of team not at all. that they have been in the past. And I've watched Ohio play. I've bet money on Ohio. And guess what? They have really, really, really given me advantage in my bank account. That's all I got to say. So I'm going to ride them to the Sweet 16, baby. I think it's an even matchup when they play Creighton. If Creighton even gets out of the first round. And I think they're going to upset a 14 over a 3. Ohio beating the University of Virginia. The Commonwealth. And then also Winthrop. Winthrop's been a great program for the last four or five seasons. They're one of those teams that's going to put up 33 pointers per game, and they're going to hit 10 to 15 of them. So if they hit 15 three-pointers in a game, nobody's beating them, especially Villanova, who's reeling right now. I mean. Yeah, that's Nova. You know, that's another team who I feel like is strictly seated so high in the tournament because the name on the front of their jersey I do think they have potential to be upset early on. And guys, we are so excited about March Madness. I'm ready for these play-in games on Wednesday. I'm ready to get this thing rolling on Friday so we can bring to you more bracketology, see where our brackets are busted. Friday when I talk to you, I'm going to give you my updated second bracket, uh, Uh my little more down-to-earth bracket. But on Friday, though, the games have already started, though. So you better have some Saturday picks for these folks. Oh, I will. We're going to get this episode pushed out early on Friday. So all I'm going to say to y'all is I'm only taking six chances here. Ride Winthrop in Ohio and then go with Syracuse, Rutgers, Texas Tech over Arkansas in that 6-3 matchup down the road. And I'm just going with Eastern Washington over Kansas. You don't have to if you don't want to. But... uh Ain't no rock chalk Jayhawk in my oh, book. Come on, man. Birds don't wear shoes, baby. Squawk, squawk, chicken hawk, burn KU. I've got another saying, but I can't say it on this. All right, guys. Uh, chalk. Ride the chalk one through four. Ride get the as, chalk. Get as many one two matchups in three of your regions of your bracket. And we're telling you, we are telling you, Michigan's region, you can afford to put the Longhorns or Florida State or whoever you want in that Elite Eight matchup. To go to the final four. You heard I, it first right here, my guys. My final four is Gonzaga, Texas, Illinois, and Baylor. Okay. And Sounds I got good. Illinois squeaking past your Cougs. Sounds logical. Uh, I do think that the Cougs can beat Illinois if they show up and decide to play. Illinois has just been tearing the court up lately, so that does scare me a little bit. I do have U of H playing Baylor in the final four. All right, guys, we do have an opening day starter named for the Houston Astros. And unsurprisingly, Woo-hoo! unsurprisingly, it's going to be Zach Grinky. When is opening day? Opening day this year is, I believe, March 31st. So, yeah, I'll be watching basketball. Yeah. 
I could be wrong. I haven't looked at opening day dates. I was salty because I got on to try and buy tickets, and like the first twenty home games are completely sold out. So I haven't the, looked at exactly. Open dates. on the road this year in Oakland. Uh, we have seven of our first nine games at home. I do know that. Oh, okay. So we will be opening at home for the first time in a couple of seasons. We've been on the road for the last couple of seasons, so I am excited. Uh, Zach, uh, Lance McCullers should be our number two starter. He looked absolutely awesome the other day. Four innings, six strikeouts. Astros' first game is April 1st April at Oakland. 1st. Okay, at Oakland. Awesome. And this has been revised. Sorry to interrupt you there. No, you're good. I just want to get the facts straight. Yeah. That's we what need we're all facts. about here on Houston Hollow. You've had me so pumped up about March Madness, I haven't looked at exact dates and road dates and I've, home dates for the Astros. I've diverted you away from baseball. No, according to Lance, nobody cares about baseball, but I do. No. Nobody cares about baseball until August 1st. Well, man, you know, I woke up the other day with about 37 text messages about the Astros' uh, spring training game and zero text messages about March Madness. I guess that that's one, just that, my group that of one, friends. That one friend of yours or that one group text has 37 people that sent you messages while you slept for a really long time. What's up, Paul Medlin? That would be you. Uh, so, like I said, Lance McCullers looked awesome the other day. Usually after pitches. I send six text messages, I get the idea. I get the big picture. She doesn't want to talk to me. You're not a big texter anyway, man. I'll blow your phone up, and I get a two-word response, and I'm like, man, I don't think this guy wants to talk to me. I pick All and right. choose who I want to speak to, Joey. Yeah, so I get to talk across from you for an hour every other day. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He's getting tired of me already, guys. It happens. Never. All right, uh, so we are excited about Astros baseball. I am. Lance McCullers looked great the other day. Jose Urquidy looked decent yesterday. He was struggling with location a little bit. He did only give up two runs in his four innings pitched, so that's something to build on. Christian Javier and his appearances has looked decent, and we'll see what happens, man. We're excited to bring you some Astros baseball. Something Back. else I wanted to talk about is Miles Straw has put on some muscle he has put on some weight, and he is hitting the ball. So I think he is ready to take this center field starting position, man. He looks awesome. So he might hit one pass, second base back? Yeah, so they've given him the green light, man. We know Just joshing you. We know you're all speed, Miles, but we want you to hit the ball. And he has put on a good 10, 15 pounds of muscle. He looks a little swole, actually, man. It's kind of funny. We'll see. We'll see how much production he gives at offense. Uh, here we go. We might have to give some free wings, courtesy of me, out of my bank account and my card right here at the Wild Wing Cafe. If one of you can tell me how I can actually watch an Astros game without paying for DirecTV or Comcast or whoever has AT&T Sportsnet. I pay fifty nine ninety nine a year for the MLB network, the MLB app, just because I want to watch my St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. And, and I can watch I can watch 162 Cardinals games, but there's 81 Astros games. I haven't seen an Astros home game. I've seen one Astros home game in the last two seasons. And it's a game that I went to when Lil Biggio was in town with the Toronto Blue Jays about two summers ago. So coming from a guy that's watched one out of the last 162 games, nobody cares about baseball. All right, man. I no, got no, 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 no. I watch the Astros when they're out of town because the games aren't blacked out. That's why I said 162 and not 364, 324. Anyway, and I watched all the Astros playoff games. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome, man. What are your Cardinals? That's all that matters. That's baseball after August 1st. That matters. What are your Cardinals going to do this year? St. Louis will be 
probably Central Division champs. They're, they are who they are. I mean, let's see if the extra pop in the lineup actually pays out with Noren, Nolan or Adondo, but... That was a big pickup for them. I mean, it was a big pickup. I we'll we'll see what happens. I it, are they can they can they beat the Dodgers? Can they even beat the Braves? We'll see. All right. So the the mood on Lance's face completely changed when I started talking about baseball, guys. So we're gonna wrap this no, up. Oh, it's all good. Th- this week's all about March Madness, and we will continue bringing it to you One guys. One shining moment. One shining moment. All right, H Town, you Ball can find us tip. on Facebook at Houston Holla, Twitter at Holla Houston. Holla Houston, Houston Houstonholla.busprout.com. Sorry about that, guys. Lance has me cracking up over here. <laughs> he can't, he can't get it out. I'm blushing. Got the one shining moment in his end. I'm blushing. Yeah, I started singing the song in my head. That's exactly what I was doing in my head. All right, guys. Everyone enjoy their spring breaks. Find something fun to do indoors because it does look like the weather is going to be nasty until about Friday. Everybody be safe out there. Houston, love each other. Be kind. High fives and hugs. Lance coined that phrase. Actually, it's going to have a little copyright next to it pretty soon. Hashtag high fives and hugs. Hashtag holla. Go TSU and go Cougs. Go Cougs, baby. Holla, Houston.